This call may be recorded or transcribed. Faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith is 
what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. It's a fantastic day to declare victory on this Friday. I'm Andrew. Who's with me on the call? It's a glorious day to declare victory. My name is Andrew, and we are approaching Pentecost day by day, week by week. We are marching down. Good, mo- Good morning, it's Susie. Hey, Sister Susie. Hey, Happy Brother Friday. Andrew. Same to you. You have a wonderful and blessed day. You too. Thank you. You're so Thank welcome. You. Love you. Love you too. <clears throat> Come ye that love the Lord and let the world rejoice. Come in, come sing the song of sweet accord. Come sing the song of sweet accord and gather thus around the throne and gather around the throne. We're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching on up to Zion, that beautiful city of God. We are here to lift the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be lifted. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the ladder 
day upon the earth. Job wasn't lying. And though after my skin worm destroyed this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed with me. But ye should say, why persecute we him, seeing, seeing the root of the matter is found in me? Be ye afraid of the sword, for wrath bringeth punishments of the sword, that ye may know there is a judgment. Amen. He that liveth by the sword shall perish by the sword. My name is Andrew. I'm here on a fantastic Friday to clear victory. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Happy Friday to you. Is someone if, if you're hey. Happy Friday, Sister Yvonne. Good to hear you. Sounds like you you're, you've got a cold. You're coughing. Yeah, cough. Yeah. Uh, when you're coughing like that, ball your hand up like a fist and pound your pound your chest. It'll it'll help break up that. And just do it in in, in you know one after the other. Don't have don't hit yourself hard, but just pound yourself lightly when you're um, coughing like that. If uh, if Mona could could lift you, it's good to lift you and pound on your back, but you can't pound on your own back. Uh, that's where you yeah that's where you need to pound with a spread hand. Get somebody if. If she's around, get her when you're when you're coughing one after the other. Get her to spread her hand 
as wide as she can and cough and you coughing, she'll feel where like the little bubble coughs are in your back oh. where the con where the congestion is and that'll help get it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't we don't want you feeling poorly. No, no. We we need you in this battle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I, I I need my I need my sister right beside me. So. Yeah. Like I said, just let her know that, and the next time that happens, you can help yourself. But it's best if you get your buddy to help you. You'll feel better. Yeah. You feel good and you have a blessed morning. My name is Andrew. This is Declare Victory. We are here on a Friday and there's so much going on in the world. But we're here to lift the name of Jesus, he still matters, and the world must take notice. Uh, Russia is threatening nuclear weapons like it always does when it rattles its sabers, and we don't know whether we really need to worry, be wary of that or not. Like it's uh. It's the sound of someone maniacally crying wolf, or is it really something serious? It may be both. But we have a God, and we're here to pray for him. We're we're here to pray to him and ask for mercy. So when we go to the throne, we need mercy for the world. There are a lot of innocent people that don't deserve not have their families face what they're facing. We need God's mercy. Bottom line. Bottom line. Again, my name is Andrew. I'm your host for Declare Victory. Is anybody else on the line? Good morning. This is Mary. Hey, Mary. Happy Friday. Thank you, too. Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Friday, everyone. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Hey, Sister Tracy. Happy Friday. Is there anyone else just getting in their car, peeking outside of the covers? Hey, good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, brother. Happy Friday. And that that little soprano I heard in the background. Happy Friday. Oh, I thank you for acknowledging my soprano. It's your sister Dee Dee. Hallelujah. Hey, Sister Didi, I love you, and I fear you too. 
That's why I said that. I love you too, sir. Happy Friday. God bless you. Yeah, I, I don't I, I want them letters I want those letters to stop coming to my apartment. So <laughs> my you know, my my children are grown, but they don't need they don't need the threat of <laughs> they don't need the threat of like watch turning around and seeing the uh the choir parade coming at them. No, we ain't having that. So yeah, it's a blessed soprano voice. Mm-hmm. You better watch yes, it because I'm going to do the new um, DV theme, theme song coming soon in June. Mm. Mm. Uh, they're still doing cruises to Cancun then, right? That's that radical faith we need. Radical. God bless. Yeah. Yeah, just just put your choir on the boat and, and, and send it, and we will radically believe and trust that nothing will happen to it if it goes way out there. You you can reach some of them souls, women. Happy can, can Friday. You <laughs> it's a favorite Friday. Hi, Andrew. Y'all so crazy. <laughs> Have a buzz, buzz day. Love you. Love you, too. According to the clock on the wall and in my hand, it's time we got started. So I am going to ask everyone who can hear me to place their phones on mute, activate that feature, and make sure it's maintained through the life of the call, just in case somebody is not paying attention or something happens behind them of which they have no control to minimize any distractions and eliminate all uh, impediments to the word being ripped and understood while it's being dispensed. It's very important, especially in times like this. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again, and I'm your host for the morning. Thank you for being with us here on Declare Victory. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you and encourage you in your walk with grace. Thank you for joining us for the month of April, where our monthly theme is entitled illogical faith. All the declarations will focus on the importance of having a logical faith, considering the will and act and plans of God. That allows us to walk and live with purpose. I'll say that again. A logical faith enables us to Consider the will and plan of God, and that allows us to walk and live with purpose. Be sure to tune in for the month of May, because you will definitely be blessed. There is one announcement today. There is no Friday Night Live tonight. It will resume on April 29th. The prayer request submitted via the app. 
are empty. No one has submitted any emergency prayer requests. However, there are things that we need to keep on our prayer mantle. And as we approach the throne of grace, we need to <laughs> reach for them. A perfect example is mercy and grace for the refugees fleeing the Ukraine. We need that desperately. Uh, the Russian president is seeking to invoke nuclear weapons because uh, the people that he is trying to consume are fighting back and they've embarrassed him somewhat. So we need to, he's another example of of any despot that you saw in the Old Testament reaching out saying that these people, you know, can't hurt him. And God, God hates pride more than he hates witchcraft. That's in the word. And so we need to lift the people of the Ukraine up for this for the mercy many of them are jewish they are his people okay but we need to lift them up because he is putin is a lot like saul in his latter days so keep that on the mantle we need to pray for the children everywhere the ones that are back in school, the ones that are going to and fro having issues, the ones that have issues in their home, the ones that are sick with COVID-19 and things aren't going well, the ones that are injured in, in hospice care, the ones that are in surgeries, we're lifting all of them. We're lifting the widows, the ones who had their minimal income shrunken down even further now that there's war war going on and everything has just jacked its prices just in case and it makes it hard on on someone's wallet per pocketbook it's already been hit hard from the jacked up prices from COVID-19, okay? We need prayers for them. We need prayers for the leaders in this country, especially around election time, to not elect leaders that harm the people again. We need the Lord's hand in this. And he tells us in his word that he dictates who he puts over the people. But the people, that is us, who need things to go well, that's clearly all of us, we need to be the ones forcing the issue. And we bow down to our fatherly God in heaven and ask him that things go well with us here in the land by 
electing leaders that we need him to put there. We need up prayers for the yokemen of the gospel, uh, the men and women who stand in the gap between us and the enemy. We need their help. We need to help them to be energetic and interested in the lessons that they teach to give them impact and assistance in their prep and in their uh, defense to just be friends with them when they're feeling low. We need their help. They need our shoulders. So we're putting them there. We need to pray for each other. They get lonely too. They get tired too. And a lot of times they have nowhere to go because there's someone else coming from their car, from from their congregation needing prayer, needing advice. And it's and it's a it's a hard wagon to pull all by yourself. So we're asking that we be mindful of this. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Daryl. The the, the the I'm sorry, the declaration will be brought by Brother Daryl, and we will go right into closing comment hosted by Brother Daryl. When he takes us into love, life, and victory, he'll answer or give more highlights on exactly the different nuances that he's bringing before us. And then we can ask more questions, get a clearer picture. The scripture for today is Luke 17, 5. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Again, please, ma'am, please, sir, check your phone and make sure that the mute feature is activated and ongoing, and we will be in good stead for our prayer and the lesson that follows. I'm Andrew Hart. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Brother Darrell, if you're praying, we can't hear you. Amen. My apologies. I was on mute. Praise God, everybody. We thank you all so much for joining on this morning. Thank you, Brother Andrew, <clears throat> as well. If we all would, if we would bow our heads. Father, we thank you right now that as we come, Lord God, we come within your presence. We simply want to say thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for your power. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your presence, Lord God, that begins to surround us and engulf us each and every day. Lord, as we come this morning, Lord God, seeking your will, Lord God, and not just your hands, Lord God, that, Father, we ask that you just continue to show yourself strong like never before. God, we pray right now that, as Brother Andrew stated, that, Lord God, we lift up, Lord God, the people of Ukraine we lift up, Lord God, this war, this senseless war that is going on, Lord God. We thank you for people with the heart to fight back. 
We thank you, Lord God, that your particular power, Lord God, and your will will continue to lead and guide, Lord God, as you're calling each and every last one of us worldwide to pray. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that as we're beginning, Lord God, to see your will unfold, Lord God, that Father, you're calling your people to the forefront right now to pray like never before, to seek you like never before, to to allow your word to go forth, Lord God, in power and authority like never before, Lord God. God, I pray right now for those that are on the line here this morning, Lord God, that Father, whatever the need is, Lord God, whatever the ask, the request, as long as it lined up within your will, Lord God, that you're able to meet it, that Lord, as we are walking in illogical, radical faith, Lord God, that God, you allow your power, your presence, Lord God, to be shown in every area of our lives. Lord God, wherever we might come up short, Lord God, Father, I pray that we tap into your strength, Lord God, that we're able to lead, guide, follow, share in love, Lord God, all that we're able to do. And God, we come this morning to worship you, to glorify you, to praise you like never before, that God, your name, Lord God, deserve all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, Lord God. So God, we lift you up. We send up a Shabbat to you like never before. We pray that your glory, Lord God, your kabod, fill this line like never before. And God, as we prepare to Feel this atmosphere with your worship. That, Lord God, I pray that it's a sweet-smelling favor to your nose, to your throne, to your kingdom, that you are able to see that there are people, Lord God, that continue to trust in you. So at this time, I'm going to ask everyone if you would unmute yourselves, and let's just begin to feel this atmosphere, this kabod, the glory of God in this holy, place holy, to his Today is the day that the Lord has made Hallelujah. 
right where we are and not only meet where we are, Lord God, but lift us up to another dimension, another level of logical faith, Lord God, trusted you like never before. And God, we will be so careful to give your name all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. It's in your darling, matchless, tremendous name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Man, everyone, good morning. It is it is such a blessing and honor to be here on this morning to be able to be a part of such a powerful movement of God and what he's doing through each and every last one of you as well as the collective body and declare victory on this morning. Amen. There there is a word on this morning. I want to thank again all the declarers that have gone before within the last couple of weeks, within the month of April, where the focus has been illogical or radical faith. Thank God for each man, every woman that brought forth a word of power and understanding that lives and faith levels have changed like never before. I'm grateful to be able to be a part and being able to share as well. So on this morning, uh, <clears throat> when we talk about illogical or, or radical faith, I, I myself, I have a simple way of defining this subject of faith. When I sit and I think about defining faith, I simply tell my children and tell those around me, when it comes to faith, faith is simply acting as if God is telling the truth. It's acting as if God is telling the truth, acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. Let me say that again. That faith is acting as if God is telling the truth, acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. And I'm also under the belief that faith when it comes to faith, it's measured by your feet and not by your feelings because faith is measured by your walk and not necessarily by your talk. And that when it comes to faith, the faith is also measured by your life and not necessarily measured by. Now, declare Victor, that takes us on this morning to the Gospel of Mark where in the fourth chapter we'll find where Jesus himself has been teaching the multitude all day. He's been teaching to the crowd all day. But then Jesus begins, as he's teaching the multitude and the crowd, he takes his disciples to the side. And now he begins to give them a private word just to them. We find this in the Gospel of Mark, the fourth chapter, verse number 33 through 36. Again, this marks the fourth chapter, verse number, chapter number four, verse number 33 through 36. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible, the word of God. It reads, with many such parables, he was speaking the word to them. So far as they were able to hear it, and he did not speak to them without a parable. But he was explaining everything privately to his own disciples. Verse 35, on that day when evening came, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. 
leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with him. So what we just read and what we find in the Gospel of Mark, the fourth chapter, verse number 33 through 36, is where Jesus is beginning to instruct them to get into the boat. So as Jesus instructed them to get in the boat, they all got in the boat after a full day of being able to minister and witness parables to the, to the crowd and the multitude. Now, what I want you to realize on this morning is that as they listened to the word, when he said to the disciples, get in the boat, and when the disciples got in the boat, that they were doing exactly what they were told to do. What that means on this morning is that when it came to the disciples, when they got in the boat, that they did exactly what they were told to do, which perfectly situated them in the will of God. But not only are they perfectly situated in the will of God, but realize that Jesus is also in the boat with them because the word of God says that Jesus got in the boat too. So we know that Jesus is in the boat, and they're going their way to the other side. But while perfectly situated in the will of God, on the boat, with Jesus in the boat, that there arose a problem. This problem is described in Mark Four, verse number 37. We find in Mark 4, verse number 37, that the word of God says, and there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Now, the Greek word here for fierce gale of wind. It's called lilac. You see, a lilac is a tumultuous storm that comes out of nowhere. So what I want you to realize this morning, my brothers and sisters, is that while the disciples were obeying God, being perfectly situated in the will of God, doing exactly what God had said after worship service was over and after Jesus had finished teaching the multitude that the disciples and Jesus run into a storm and that the storm was so bad that the boat was filling up with water. So we find on this morning the disciples are caught in a storm while being in the will of God. Now, the first thing we all need to know is whenever you are in a storm, is that when you're in the will of God, that sometimes it still rains. That you can be smack dab in the will of God and in the middle of a lilac, right? in the middle of a tumultuous storm that comes out 
of nowhere, that you can be right in the middle of a storm doing exactly what God tells you to do when the bulk of your security, it begins to sink. Now, obviously, obviously you can be out of the will of God and be in a storm. But you can also be in the will of God and also be in a storm. So, so what this ought to clarify on this morning is that storms in and out of themselves, they don't tell you whether you are out of God's will. But what it will tell you is whether you are in or out of God's will is that did you do what God told you to do? Did you do, whether you're in the will of God, whether you're outside of the will of God, did you do what God told you to do? But understand whether you did it or you didn't do it. My brothers and sisters, you can still find yourself in the midst of a lilac, in the midst of a tumultuous situation. But declare victory. Let me... Let me share, tell you something about a storm. You see, a storm is always designed, watch this, to increase your faith. A storm is always designed, whether you're in the will or out the will, a storm is always designed to increase your faith and to give you a deeper experience with God. We have to understand that storms always come with a purpose. On this morning, we find that the disciples, they're in a crisis, and this particular crisis that they're in is threefold. You see, there's actually not just one storm that they're dealing with, but there are actually three storms that are occurring here in the Gospel of Mark. Now, now, allow me to walk you through these three storms that are transpiring in this particular passage. Now, first of all, there is a circumstantial storm. There is a circumstantial storm, which was called a lilac, a tumultuous wind, a storm that came out of nowhere. Now, I want you to understand that with this circumstantial storm, realize that it is a storm in which the disciples could exercise no control. Now, please understand that when it comes to a storm, that you can't control the velocity of the wind. That when it comes to a storm, you can't control the sea. You can't control the rain. My brothers and sisters, you can't control the spinning of the turmoil that's going on in the situation and circumstance. And you cannot control the waves that are building up. It's simply because whenever you're in the midst of a storm, that a storm is always out of your control. So realize that you can be in the will of God and in a storm and can absolutely do nothing about it, all because you cannot control a lilac. So that storm 
number one. They're in a circumstantial storm that they have no control over. Storm number two, we find that they were in an emotional storm, all because the word of God says that they are or they were afraid. Let's look at Mark 4 and 40, if you have your Bibles or your devices. Mark 4 and 40, the word of God says, and he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Why are you afraid? Now, the second storm is an emotional storm. So not only do we have a storm of circumstance, now we're facing and dealing with a storm of emotions. And because their emotions have now been riveted up, the disciples find themselves scared. You see, many times, like the disciples, when we find ourselves in a storm of emotions, and when our emotions are riveted up, we find ourselves scared, scared about the doctor's report, scared about losing the job, scared about the financial struggle that we're wrestling with, scared about losing our home, our property, our cars, scared about the direction of the relationship and if the marriage is ending, scared about losing our loved ones because they're on their sick day, even scared about losing possibly our own lives. So whatever it is on this morning you that you cannot control, that's causing your emotions to be uprooted, realize all you're dealing with is your own personal lilac, your own personal storm. We gathered that the first storm is their circumstance because a circumstantial storm is when it's out of control and there's nothing you can do. The second storm is their emotional instability because of an uncontrollable circumstance that now they're scared and their emotions are all over the place. But there is a third storm that's occurring here in the Gospel of Mark as well. And that third storm that's occurring here in which we will call a theological storm. They're having a circumstantial storm. They're having an emotional storm. And now the third storm is a theological storm because not only was their circumstance out of control, not only is their emotions are responding to their circumstances, but now they have a spiritual storm or a theological storm found in Mark 4, verse number 38. Let's look at Mark 4, verse number 38. The word of God reads, now Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You see, when they ask that question in the midst of a circumstantial storm, in the midst of an emotional storm, that now their faith or their theological or spiritual storm caused them to ask the question, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You see, 
and he asked that question there in the midst of a spiritual storm, all because no matter what it was, no matter what was going on tumultuously around them, were now out of control, and their emotions, because of the circumstances they couldn't control, have now gone crazy, and now they're questioning whether what they have been believing is true. You see, a storm will make you question your faith of what you have been believing all these years. Whether what you've been believing, if it's really true. And if we all would be transparent and we tell the truth and we shame the devil, there has been times when we ourselves that we had to raise the question we rose the question like Mary Moth and said, where were you, God, when I needed you? Where were you? Because the outcome didn't come out the way I prayed. The outcome didn't come out the way I worshipped to you. The outcome couldn't come out the way that I thought you were going to do it. Because if you would have been there, God, my situation, my circumstance, it wouldn't be this painful. If you would have been there, God, it wouldn't take this long for you to answer this prayer. That if you would have been there, God, this breakup, this pain, this hurt, it wouldn't hurt this bad. Jesus, do you really care? Do you really care for family members on the deathbed? Do you really care my family members still in the hospital all over again? Do you really care that the marriage is breaking up? The job is running me racket. My finances are out of control. Russia is running rampage all over. Do you, God, do you, do you really care with all the hunger and all the the poverty that's going on in the world, God, do you really, do you really care? Realize, my brothers and sisters, that it's because when you and I are overwhelmed, it naturally leads, it leads to a spiritual question for us to ask, where are you, God? I mean, really, I'm giving my all. I'm, I'm sold out, but I don't see, don't see your hands on the situation. It's to control my emotions. I'm trying to hold it together, but they're, they're all over the place, God. And now I'm questioning my faith. Where are you, God? Let's go a little bit deeper into this situation because Mark 4 and 38 it reads, Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus, in the midst of a circumstantial storm,
storm that they could control, in the midst of an emotional storm that they began to allow their feelings to be all over the place, in the midst of a theological storm that their faith is now wavering, they find Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion. Now, you mean to tell me, declare victory, that I'm in a storm and Jesus is snoring. Now, family members in the hospital, Jesus is asleep. I'm about to get put out my home, put out my house, but Jesus is snoring. And this has to be a serious sleep because this Lilac was completely out of control, which means that Jesus then had to be asleep on purpose. So not only now is Jesus asleep, not only is he asleep on purpose, but he's asleep in the midst of my story. And now that leads me to another problem on this morning because he's sleeping on me, he's sleeping on you, that he's sleeping in the same storm that we have. He's in the same boat that I'm on. He's on the same boat that you are on. He's asleep in the midst of your storm. And the only way he gets up that you and I got to wake him up because the word of God says they woke him up. That's when you are crying out because it's so bad that it's been so deep and it's been going on for so long that you shabbat God. You cry out to God. You lift up a worship to God. You seek God and you restore your faith that regardless of what it looks like, feels like, act like, that I'm going to wake up the Savior because he's the only one who can fix it. So the disciples shook him. And when they shook him and woke him up, they said, Jesus, don't you care? Because if you cared, we wouldn't even be in this situation. And even if you were tired, somehow, Jesus, I got to believe we wouldn't have to wake you up. But what I want us to realize on this morning is that Jesus had just taught the disciples that had just come from church. Now that as they come from receiving the word, come from experiencing the word, come from being in the very presence of the word, and now when they're under pressure, when things begin to look dismal, now all of a sudden they ask Jesus, do you not care? Do you not care, Jesus, about my pain? Do you not care about my health, my finances, my loneliness, my hurt? Do you not care this depression that I'm fighting? Because even though I'm in his will, somehow I still feel all of this. 
And so they wake Jesus up. And we find in Mark 4, verse 39, the word of God says, and he got up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, hush, peace, <laughs> be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. Now what I want you to notice I want us to notice on this morning that when Jesus woke up, who he was talking to. Realize that Jesus did not speak to the disciples. Realize Jesus didn't speak to the boat. Realize that Jesus spoke directly to the circumstance. So stand is the wind and the sea and the storm. And yet, when he is awakened, he doesn't speak to them, the disciples, but he speaks to the situation. But when did he speak to the situation, victory, sir? When did he speak, declare victory? He spoke to the situation after they got his attention. Oh, my God. After they woke him up. You see, Jesus is asleep, and they wake him up. And when they wake him up, he speaks to the circumstance that was causing the crisis all along. So whoever this is for, stop letting the crisis, stop letting your circumstance, stop letting your situation in your life continue. Because all because you never take the time to get the attention of the Savior and invite him and wake him up in the midst of your storm. Because we will wake up our friends, we'll wake up our family members, our mama, our dad, our husband, our brother, wake them up and tell them about our situation. We'll wake up folks who we think got power to fix our circumstance. We'll wake up people we think who got the power to change it. But a lot of times, we'll try to wake up everybody else, but we won't even try to wake up the Savior. And so now Jesus turns as he's awakened. He speaks directly to the lightning, the circumstance, the storm, the circumstantial storm, the emotional storm, the theological storm. He now turns to his disciples. Um, Mark 4 and 40, and he said to them, why, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They say if you have no faith, do you still <laughs> have no faith? After four weeks, <laughs> I don't know it. After 20 days, God Almighty, I'm just talking about illogical, radical faith. Why are you afraid? Do you have no faith? Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I read that text, I, I got some issues. Y'all pray for me. I got an attitude with the question because the question 
when you think about it, that's making sense. Didn't make any sense to me. Because they wake Jesus up, the boat is filling up with water. <clears throat> They're in a lilac, a tumultuous storm that they have no circumstantial control that causes their emotional storms to rage, that now questions their theological belief or their faith in what they've heard and witnessed, if it's really true. They're in this terrible storm, and they don't know if they're going to live or if they're going to die. And Jesus, all of a sudden, asked a question like that, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Oh, I don't know, Jesus. Maybe it's because the boat was filling with water. You were asleep. The wind was blowing everywhere. We are about to die. But declare victory. Not only do I have a problem with questions, now we also have to ask, why the question? Why would Jesus ask a question after we were caught in the storm of our life? It us back to Mark 4 and verse number 35. It takes us back to Mark 4 and 35. It's because in Mark 4 and 35, it reads, On that day when evening came, he being Jesus said to them, let us go over to the other side. Let us go over to the other side. When Jesus says, let us go over to the other side, but when the circumstances shows up, when the emotional circumstantial storm shows up, when the emotional storm shows up to cause us to now be in a theological storm, the question our faith shows up, then understand when the storm shows up that the storm overrules everything that Jesus said. In other words, we allow our problems to override the problem. We allow our problems to override God's promises. So now you're living in now in light of the problem and no longer living in light of the promise. And understand that when you're living in light of the problem, that you're no longer living in light of the promise. And the problem, if you allow it, will dominate you and will totally erase the fact that made you a promise for the get in the boat and we are going to go to the other side. Get in the boat, we going to go to the other side. I'm going to get in your boat, your circumstance, your situation, no matter how bad it looks, and we go make it to the other side. But now let's be 100. Let's be real on this because I believe God never, he never wants you when you're walking in this 
and logical, this radical faith, he never wants you to deny a storm because a storm is a storm. I want you to know that. You don't have to call a storm a sunshine a day. A storm is a storm. You see, a storm is a reality. But he never wants your circumstance or your reality to trump his word. And not only does he not want your circumstance to trump his word, but he doesn't want your circumstance to trump his presence. Because Jesus, whether you realize it or not, he's in each and every last one of our boats, the believers too. Because remember, storms, storms declare victory are designed to deepen your faith as well as to heighten your experience with him. And even though when we experience these lilacs, these storms that come out of nowhere, they're not pleasant or because you cannot control a lilac. It comes out of nowhere. You can't control when they come. You can't control how they come. You can't control even how long they're going to stay. And so that's our scenario. That's our situation. That their circumstance, their storms were determining their theology or it was determining their faith. And that their circumstances caused them to forget what God had said. But when he spoke, Jesus spoke directly to the circumstance and he told the wind to chill out. He told the sea to hush. And when Jesus spoke to the circumstance, that's when the circumstance changed. So the issue in a lilac, the issue in a lilac is not your or my ability to change the circumstance. But the issue of a lilac is your communication with Jesus has to be strong. Your faith has to be strong so he can speak directly to it. And so Jesus speaks to the problem. When he speaks to the problem, we find that's when the circumstance changed. So my brothers and sisters, as we prepare, we prepare for closing comments. We prepare to take on the day. We prepare to take on this weekend that leads to this conclusion. Let's look at Mark 4 and 41. It reads, they became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You see, the word of God says that they became very much, they became very much afraid. You see, when they were in the lilac, the Bible says they were afraid. But when they saw who they were really dealing with, that's when they became very much afraid. In other words, make sure that we are afraid, we are not afraid of the wrong thing. 
You see, we let our circumstance, our situation scare us. But when you really know who you are dealing with, you will be less afraid of your circumstance and more afraid or reverent of the presence of God in your life. So don't be scared of the wrong thing. Because Mark 4 and 41 said they became very much afraid. And they said to one another, who then is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him, declare victory, realize trials as inconvenient and painful as they are, are just a journey of discovery to let you know who you are really dealing with. And that maybe God has placed you in a situation where he wants you to know who he really is. So if you are in a lilac, if you are approaching a lilac, if you're in the midst of a lilac, if you're coming out of a lilac, even if you don't have a lilac right now, just keep on living because the lilac is coming. Because God wants to take you to a place of understanding in him that you've never been before. That's when you're going to learn how to exercise this illogical, radical faith in him. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you. We thank you for your presence. We can't say that enough. I thank you for being in each and every last one of our boats. Thank you, Lord God, that whenever we approach with a lilac, that, Lord God, that we don't allow a circumstance, even though it's not in our control, to move us from our faith in you. We don't allow our emotions to scatter all over the place because our faith is in you. Lord God, we don't allow the circumstance to challenge our belief, Lord God, our faith in you. But God, we thank you that we continue to call to you. We continue to trust in you. We continue to uncover who you really are in the midst. No matter how long it takes, no matter how painful it is, God, we will still trust in you. And God, I thank you that you take each and every last one of us, God, into an understanding of you that we've never been before. Lord, I just thank you for each and every person as we close out this this week, this month of the logical and radical faith. And Lord, we learn that storms will come, and it is not a depiction whether you're in or out of the will. But Lord, it is to deepen our awareness and to be able to get the glory out of our lives. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. And it's in Jesus' matchless mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, my brothers and sisters. I pray that the word was much of a blessing to you as it was to me as I'm fighting in the midst of my lilac holding it together. (laughs) So I'm going to ask at this moment, amen, if there's anyone who, again, wants to introduce themselves, you haven't had an opportunity to really say hello or good morning, that you unmute yourselves at this time and do so. Amen. Good morning. This is Al. Excellent, profound word. 
that was right on time. It's like the song that says, my soul has been anchored. My soul. Thank you, brother. God bless. God bless you, brother Al. Thank you as well. Always good to hear your voice. Anyone else? Good morning, Juliet. Good morning, Juliet. <clears throat> Wonderful to hear from you. Amen. Anyone else? Good morning, Eunice. Thank you for the word on time, on time, on time. Precious to see Eunice. We thank God for you as well. Anyone else? Good, Good morning. morning. This is Ms. B. Oh, sounds like we got two people at the same time. I'm sorry. Who's that again? Good morning. It was Miss B. Thank you for your word this morning. Good morning, Miss B. God bless you as well. And who was the other sister? Swanita. Swanita, thank you for your um, declaration this morning. God bless you, Twenty Love. We thank you as well, too, for your prayers and being on the line as well. Anyone else? Girl, it's Dee Dee. Love you, man of God. I love D.D. and D.D., that voice of yours, my God. <laughs> Don't get me. I'm ready to go with it. <laughs> I'm ready to hear you go with it. I'll be right there with you. That was powerful. Good, Good morning. This is Nezzy. Uh, say that one more time. Good morning. This is Nezzy. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you, man of God. Yes, morning, the Lord Christ. is telling the truth. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Krishanda. We thank God. Amen. As he has been eating here with us. Good morning, Cassie. Thank you for the word. Good morning, Cassie. Thank you so much as well. Brother Good Lord, morning. That was such an awesome word. Good morning. This is Moxie. Good morning, Moxie. Thank God for you, Moxie. We give God all the glory. All the glory. Good morning. Great declaration. It's Monica. Good morning, Monica. Always good to hear from you. God bless you and thank you. Good morning. Good morning. It's Persistent Priscilla. Wonderful declaration. Powerful. Thank you, man of God. Good morning, persistent Priscilla. I knew you were going to come on because you are persistent. Amen. We thank God for you <laughs> and your family. <laughs> good morning. This is Tenacious T. God bless you. That was so good. I needed that this morning. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, sister. We thank God and just again continue to allow Jesus to dwell in your boat. Good morning, this is Madeline Declaring Daryl. God bless you, Madeline. Good to hear from you. And then there was someone else. I'm sorry I didn't catch your name. This is Sonia. Good morning. I said good morning, dismantling and declaring Daryl. You broke all that down. Yeah. My, 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 my. Good morning. Thank you so much. I receive it, and we thank God for it. Amen. Good morning, Natasha. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, 
Good morning, Natasha. Good to hear from you as well. Thank God for you. Anyone else? And let's move towards love, life, and victory. Again, is there anyone who wants to share uh, anything you received out of the word on this morning or if you have any questions or however the Holy Spirit leads you on this morning, we want to ask um, on this day that you do so. God bless you, Sister Danielle. Thank you so much. Yes, brother. I, I just want to say that it just reminded me of, you know, we are faced with storms. Sometimes we get left off and we fall into our own midst, but it's just saying that we don't let the storm tell us what to do. We tell the storm what to do. And that is, you know, we have to hear the voice of God, you know, that he's in control, just like when he was talking to, uh, talking to uh, Peter, when he was walking on the water. He said, keep your eyes on me. And look down. Yep. Praise God. Praise God. Very powerful, my brother. Thank you for sharing as well. Absolutely agree. Anyone else, the time is yours. Yes, this is Sonia. You you got me with, with the, through the whole thing, but then when you went back and you said something about let us cross over, we that they were crossing yes. over from one from one. Whew, how can I say this? Hmm. They were shifting hmm. from one. All right, okay, from one place to another i'm trying to keep it real simple they weren't they weren't going to be the same from where they were from where he was teaching and and exhorting and ministering they weren't from where they were there they were crossing over on water in a boat and even though the water and the waves was in the boat he was there but they were shifting from in their in their bodies and in their minds, they were changing. Their whole mindset was changing. Like you said, it was faith because he was in the scriptures above. He was teaching on faith. So, like you said, their faith had to shift, just like ours has to shift. So we're shifting from one place to another place. So he said, "Let us go over," and, and that "let us cross over" is the "let us." And it took me back. Let us make man in our image and in yeah. our likeness. So we're shifting and we're crossing over. That means we passed this level, we graduated. So we're shifting because of our faith is so illogical and we believe in the impossible. So we're shifting because of our hearts and our posture. That's what it's telling me when you were talking. We're shifting because we moved our feet and kept our eyes on him, even though the water and the waves and the storm was rising. Yes, he is in the boat. They we they asked the question. We asked those questions. Are you gonna do something, Lord? That he's asking us, are we gonna trust him even more? So we have to shift while he moves. Mm. We gotta move when he moves. So, okay, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet. That's what it's telling me. <clears throat> when he said then he said when he rebuked it. But he did it for our mm. sake. So that we would keep moving with the shift. So okay, I'm going back on mute. I'm gonna be quiet. Sister, you never have to be muted. We thank God for that for that word that was powerful. As you were speaking that word shift, I felt a shift in the atmosphere as well. And I felt a shift in our faith 
that God is about to take us to another dimension in it. And the one thing I want to caution, I didn't have an opportunity to teach on on today, but we have to be careful of having faith in faith. Faith requires in and that object that God is calling us to have it is, is in him. And as he shifts, like you said, sister, we shift as well. Don't have faith in faith, but have faith in the object, and that often object will often shift who is God. But we have to be sensitive in the spirit to be able to recognize the shift and be able to know that he's taking us to another dimension. God bless you. Thank you yes, so much, Eric. Yes, it was a shift in our prayer today. Uh-huh. Oh, my, 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 my. Yes. Pastor Darrell, between you and Sonya, this is Zidi. I have to drop them off because I met my, my purpose to run outside. Oh, man of God. Because God said in the midst of every storm, emotional storm, whatever kind of storm it is, he's going to have his way. That analogy, oh, my God, that spill part, right? You spill. When I think about 54 years of what I've gone through, that water, all kind of different storms, still have faith that he's going to do it. Like, why am I doubting? And like you said, we can get up and call on everybody else, but scream out to Jesus. Call on the one and the only one who can calm the storms and, and, and all of that. Stop calling on people. And like you, you just said it just now. What are you putting your faith in? Man, jobs, whatever? No, it's in him. We have to believe. I'm talking to me. That in the midst of every single storm in my life, he's going to have his way. All I have to do is keep my eyes on him and be still and know that he is God. And don't worry about nothing else because he is mm-hmm. the the storm calmer. Oh, my brother, let me tell you something. You did your good preaching on this here morning. I, when I tell you, I took a lash off for real. I'm not just saying that. I would post a picture of it. I love you. My God, my God, my God, my God. I love you too, my sister. My God, my God. What a word. Thank you for sharing that on this morning. Iron, sharpening iron on this morning. Thank you so much for sharing that. Anyone else? Anyone else? This is Sonia yeah. coming back, but he he, he even shows you. He's right there, ever present. <laughs> like Diddy said, we call on everybody else, but he's sitting right next to you. Right oh, there. Yes, He's right there. That's yeah. what he was waiting for. That's exactly what he I'm, was I'm, waiting I'm, for. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in. Uh, Come on, jump one, in, Mom. Come on. Uh, one, one thing that we get caught up in is the distractions. Sometimes the storms are distractions. Because one thing that the disciples weren't doing is keeping an eye on the big picture. He had already told them. Mm-hmm that he was the son of God. He had already told them that he was going to be delivered in the hands of sinful men and they were going to be crucifying him. And three days later, he, you know, rise from the grave. He had already told them that. And they're kind of like, you know, getting real iffy. If they had reasoned that if he's really God's son, God's not going to let this boat go under. So that's why he was sleeping. He had complete trust in his father to keep him for the reason why he came. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, wind's blowing and, you know, they're getting all caught up in the immediate and they're not looking at the ongoing. This was just a stop on the train. 
we got more stops to make. And they missed that part because the wind got high. Another thing, Koine uh, Greek is very specific. Their prepositions mm-hmm. are extremely specific, specific, and they used the fact they used the phrase that Jesus walked on the water, not above it, not beside it, but on. So if you've Bye-bye. ever walked on if you've ever walked on a trampoline, you know what Jesus was doing. Okay, the Greek doesn't tell him doesn't tell us that he's walking over the water like on one of those uh, moving ramps at the airport. He was actually walking on what's more like a trampoline because the wind was blowing hard and the waves were coming up and down. He was going up and down. And so when Peter said, hey, if it's you, can I come out? He's like, yeah, come out. And he comes out. He's walking up and down. And that's what got him shaken. He wasn't just walking in a beeline over to Jesus. He was walking up and down, and the wind's blowing his cloak, and he, now he's not so steady. But Jesus is cool because he's not going under the water. You know, he's on that high trampoline. So, but he, he trusted in his father that he was not going to split that liquid film. He wasn't going down, so it's just, you know, I'm just walking on a windy day. No biggie. Come on. And and so when when we when we know our purpose, when we've checked and rechecked the word and we keep in touch with our prayer life, we don't let it get weak. Then a lot of these storms that come up, yeah, they come up, but they're just distractions to keep us from what we're really supposed to be achieving at this point in time. And we can't let that go on. We've got to stay focused because uh, if Satan can't stop you on your walk, he'll at least try to slow you down. Because there are intersections. There are people that you need to meet along the way that if he slows you enough, you you don't meet them at the right time. And that can be damaging, you know. Amen. So, big picture. Amen. Man, God bless you, brother. What a powerful share on this morning. And I absolutely agree. Didn't walk above it, didn't walk under it, on top of it, right on it. So, we thank God for you sharing that wisdom and insight as well, too. Anyone else? Good morning, hey, Brother Darrell. Go ahead, sis. I'll come after you. Okay. Good morning, Brother Darrell. It's Rochelle. And great declaration. You spoke. You spoke this morning. Um, and what started was um, the instructions of Jesus to get in the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often, casually, we follow the instructions thinking that we're being obedient. But he said, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. There was no pause. There was no so destination um was it was there he spoke the beginning he spoke the end and so many times that we get lost in our project from beginning to end so that was the that was the 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 that message this morning hit hard to 
um, not just listen, but take heed. And, and the Bible tells us so many times to take heed. Um, and it's easier, it's easy to say it as we're listening to it as to when we're in that thing. So God bless you. Great, 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 great share. My, 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 Rochelle, thank you so much for sharing that. I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, keeping a 100 perspective, you know, there are times we do question, you know, man, I'm in the wheel, but why is this happening? And, you know, get our emotions allow us to lose sight that no matter what's going on, God still got us, and he's in there, and the promise is we're going to this other side. He didn't say where. It didn't say how long it's going to take, but we're going to get there. So my prayer is, you know, again, we'll find ourselves in three phases of life. Either we're in a phase of entering in the midst of a storm or we're coming out of a storm. Regardless of where that position is, make sure that we are He's in the boat with us, and we continue to trust him on this journey. Thank you, Rochelle. That was powerful. <clears throat> Anyone else? Good morning, God. Good morning. Great morning. Somebody else was going to say something? Who was that? It was just me, uh, oh, yeah, real quick. I, oh, I looked at the, where, where, where Jesus was sleeping. He was sleeping in the stern of the boat, the back of the boat where the rudder is. Yes. That's how, yeah, it, when the stern of the boat and the rudder, it steers the boat to where it's going to go, the direction. So he was, he already knew when he was asleep, he knew where, where it was going on. So he was already in control. So, okay, I'm going back on mute. Go ahead, Dion. So the first thing I want to say is I absolutely loathe lilac. Now, I didn't know why I loathed lilac to the degree that I loathe it. Honey, lilac got me put out of a whole church. I'm not wearing that. And now I understand I don't wear storms, honey. I don't have time for that. When you get a revelation for who Jesus is, for real, seriously, all kidding to the left, all kidding to the left, I promise on everything that's dear to me, Everything changes. Not when you got a bunch of scripture inside you. I don't care how many scriptures you quote. I don't believe you. Because then you quit putting lilac on. You 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 just you don't put lilac on. You don't sit in lilac. You don't stay in lilac. Our responsibility is to be a replica, hear me, of Jesus. The angels were created to worship him. We were created to be like him. Mm. If Peter and all the rest of the mariners who had been fishing their whole entire life had recognized who was in the boat, not only would they not have worried, they would have went to in the sternum too and took a nap. <laughs> Everybody would have been asleep. The boat can't wreck. I am is on the boat. The boat can't capsize. I am is on the boat. I came to tell you this morning, listen, Belcher, boss. Y'all, listen, 
this man used to make me want to sell, honey. A good morning huddle was gangster every time the Holy Ghost showed up because he spoke with dunamis power every time he opened his mouth. <laughs> I want to tell y'all this morning, listen, listen, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is this thing on? Excuse me. Yoo-hoo. If Jesus, for real, all kidding to the left, is on your boat, it cannot capsize. It's got to go to the other side. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. If Jesus is on your boat, for real, I ain't talking about if you've read a whole bunch of scripture. Jesus is the word. If Jesus is on your boat, it can't turn over. You can actually open your mouth just like Jesus did and tell the storm to go straight to hell. You lie like go to hell. Nope, not today. If you prayed and you still worrying, you still don't know who he is. Mm. If you crying because you got an ingrown toenail, you you don't get it. If you crying because rent ain't paid, you don't get it. Mm. If you crying because you ain't got no automobile, go get one. You don't get it. Mm. Thank you for telling me why I cannot Dan, if you bring me something like we ain't friends, that means you don't like me. Don't you bring me no storm. I love you, Belcher. Hi, Lady Belcher. <laughs> Shutting up. Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> and I mean that affectionately. You, you are my inspiration. I will tell you that. I witnessed from afar and close how God has been able to navigate you in and out of storms and use, do not use your disposition at all. As a matter of fact, it heightens it. <laughs> and I am just so grateful for this connection that God has placed in place you and me in our, in our lives. I love you so much. I am so grateful and thankful you. And I'm coming out there soon. And I just want to just sit in the presence and cut up with you just for a little bit as well. <laughs> I, I'll see you. I'll see well, I'll you directly. I'll be I'll be there in June. I'll see you when I'm there. That sounds good. I cannot wait. As a matter of fact. So, <laughs> so much. I love you, dear. I, and I I miss I some days though. I do that morning. Oh Woo! man, 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 man. Listen, I'd have been put out of better places. <laughs> I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you for your thank you for your encouragement. I I, I appreciate it because you absolutely did watch me. You have you 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 got you look you got to see it up close and from afar. Amen. Yes. Oh, but she woke now. I got the revelation, boss. I got it. I got it. I got it, and can't nothing take it from me. I got Mm -hmm. it. You hear me? Mm, no lilac all over this place at all. Lot, honey, you better you take that lilac and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take that lilac and go on somewhere now. Hey, man, anyone. The carpet. Try it. Don't drip on her carpet. Listen, get your lilac <laughs> self, A-W-A-Y. You understand? N-O-W. N O W. I mean, we wear a lilac shirt, Dion. Let's get lilac no, shirts. I, I, I bet I won't. 
I got put out of a whole church behind a lilac suit. Ma'am, I'm not wearing that. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Anyone else? Hey, good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. Uh, listen, uh, you, you, man, what's that song? You dropped a bomb on me. No, not, I'm kidding. No, it's this one. I was elated as you preached to yourself first. Yes. And then you shared it with us. I heard it. I heard you. I heard you loud and clear. But listen, let me tell you some of the nuggets that you, yeah, I started to pray for you too, but let me tell you some of the nuggets. You said, don't have faith in faith. What? (laughs) (laughs) When you said, when you said that Jesus, and I know he was in the boat sleep, but the way you said it today, I was like, you know, it just, that was just disrespectful. It just seemed like to me that Jesus was sleeping, everybody around him, and it was water, and it did the water not come to where he was? in the stern of the boat. Listen, when you said that, when you said that we should not focus so much, what we do is, is that we focus on the problem instead of the promise. And the focusing Mm. on the problem outweighs and supersedes the promise. My God, let me tell you something. It felt like, Fourth of July going off in my spirit today. That we would get, we would get such, we would have the word climax the way that it does today, being April thirtieth, the last um, day of the month, where we are shifting. Come on to the other side. Um, Come on to the other side, sir, (laughs) sir. And I was like, I didn't want you to stop. Sir, Dion, I cannot imagine working. I didn't realize this was the Daryl. Because me yes. and Dion talk about you, not <laughs> negatively. When she when she lived in Atlanta, like we would we would talk. There was no declare victory. We was declare <laughs> we was declare right. victory over we each other. We was declare victory <laughs> with our scary selves. We were still yes. scary. <laughs> we was very scared, very 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 scary. But I didn't very realize scary. it didn't click mm-hmm. to me today until it was. <laughs> The Daryl that listen, I don't know what whenever wherever she go, I'm I'm coming. I'm Lady Lady Belcher. I'm a if it's okay, I'd like to hug y'all's neck. I don't mean no harm at all, but listen, I would like some of that to ooze on me a little bit more. I'm 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 following you. <laughs> I'm a I'm a photo bomb the whole entire trip. All right, love you. This that was a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal word. Seriously though, it just it was so appropriate. Um, it's just so appropriate for today. Thank you, man of God. Amen. Way to end the thing. Hey, so so let's. I want to say this one one last thing real quick, and and I need y'all to hear me. So so, not only was he my boss, he was my pastor, and he is the first person. He and his wife, y'all was on y'all way on some type of road trip. It was the first time I ever washed yeah. anyone or washed anyone's feet. And I didn't understand what I was doing in the moment. If if I just keep it 100, it was 20, probably about 2012, 2011, somewhere in there. So 
it is 2022. That was 11, 12 years. That was 12 years ago, actually. And and even as I I recognize the importance of relationships, you got to be mindful along your journey where you're going and what kind of people you'll be connected to and attached to for the distance. No different than the mariners and Jesus. There are certain encounters that we have in life that are not by chance, that are not circumstantial. Every encounter is intentional, but some even the more. I just want y'all to be mindful, for real. God gives gifts to men, not just tangible gifts of, of operation, but gifts of relationship. I am grateful, 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 even having him as a boss, that when my integrity and my character was challenged, Listen, when Jesus was on the boat, it can't be capsized. And I sat at my desk in tears because I saw that the department that I worked for lacked integrity and I knew I had to make a decision. It was his wisdom. He looked me dead in my face. He said, well, what you going to do? And I said, I can't stay here. He said, he said, well, then go home. Go home. I wrote my resignation letter, I think, that day, huh, boss? You did. I was at my desk, I mean, like bawling, like somebody had beat me up. Yep. Because I knew I had to choose between the security and stability of a job. Listen, I I was in a lilac, a Mm. a real one. I had to take care of my children. But I promised God when I went to Atlanta that whatever he wanted to take off me, I was willing to take off. I took off so many different uh, phases of lilacs in Atlanta, and he was a major part of it, a major part of it. He allowed me to operate in my gifts and wasn't intimidated by what God had inside of me. He encouraged me to be what Jesus called me to be. He was such a great leader. Listen, he was such a great leader that I sold hand over fist to the degree that I didn't even have no, uh, I, by the time it was over, I operated in a place where people was like, well, what, I want to do what you do. What's your job? <laughs> Boss, man, I got so many stories. I love you, man. I'm shutting uh, up. Shutting up, shutting up, shutting up. I, I'm I'm just so humbled. I'm so grateful. I remember that day as well. And as a matter of fact, our families, a lot of them talk about it and don't understand what they're even talking about because there were some others who witnessed it and didn't understand it. And keeping it 100, I don't think we did at that time either. But now as things come into manifestation, we understand. There's a ceiling. There's some people got to bring it to your life for a season. And then there's some people that's got to bring it to your life for a lifetime, and Dion, you are a person in my yes, life. For a it's lifetime. lifetime on mine. Yes, indeed, honey. You try to make me go somewhere. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dion. You know, as you were as you were talking, um, it's Tan again. You know, as you were talking, I, I remember. You know, going back 12 years ago, I remember the conundrum. Is that how you say it, that you were in? Yeah. Um, and I and I re- I remember. Um, yeah, several things that happened there. Was it AT&T or Comcast? Whatever. Oh, I guess I shouldn't have said the name, huh? (laughs) 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 Right. And so I want, I want you guys to hear this. 
And so she didn't say it, but I am. They wanted her. They wanted her. She, she said, sis, I was sitting at my desk, and they want me to lie to people and tell them that mm-hmm. they're going to get something that they can't, and I can't do it. I want you to, t- I want to tell you, declare victory, about Dion's integrity. It didn't start when she got on Declare Victory. Dion is a woman of integrity. She was back then, even as she was going through her lilac and having to make choices that were going to affect her income. Having already been through a huge lilac maybe a year or two prior when she came there and had no job. Then to walk away from a job where she was making really, really good money because they wanted her to lie, that's, that's huge. That's, that's, and it speaks to character and it speaks to integrity. I just wanted to bring that out. No, thank you for bringing that out because that is absolutely true. As a matter of fact, shortly after DR left, the department got shut down. The leadership team got walked out in front of <clears throat> in front of the staff one by one walked out from the VP all the way down to the managers and only two were retained and that was uh one of the two I was part of one of the two that was retained that place taught us a lot of what to do and what not to do I'm grateful Dion, that God already had showed you <clears throat> and had already positioned you that it was time to leave before it fell off the hinges. So, again, that integrity we talk about, that has always been in you. So we thank God for you. Amen. Anyone else? I know that the time is drawing nigh. Anyone else before we prepare to take on the day and preferably a very beautiful weekend as well. Amen. With all hearts and minds. Sorry, is that with someone? Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, you you said it, I just, uh, uh, you said it, they walked everybody else, but you were one of the two. So he covered you. He didn't uh, was charade you. Mm-hmm. He covered you and he led Dion out before time. So that's all he covered. Yes, that definitely was a um, a lilac <laughs> that we definitely have an opportunity to learn <clears throat> who God really is in our lives, and he continues to show himself each and every day. So I'm just grateful for this relationship, both horizontal as hey, well as Hey, Good morning. Great share, great Good declaration, morning. great great declaration. I was sitting here listening, and you, um, as you were talking about the storm, and even um, when you went down memory lane on what happened uh, when at our, in our department, and how in the midst of that storm, there's a stop, there's a part of that that um, I don't think some of you all may know, but um, we called someone that was in the other call center we were going to and told her the situation and she had a prayer box and she wrote all the names of all the reps that were still there in the prayer box and by faith believed that we would be okay 
and they transferred us to something that was considered a promotion, right? But they said yeah. it was a lateral move, so we recovered. That just showed me that if you trust God, if you believe by faith that what you're asking is in accordance with his will, you don't have to worry about the circumstances. You know, we were seeing the, the managers getting walked out. People were wondering about their job. But he will let you know, you don't have to worry about that. I've taken care of that storm. You're fine. Like, like Beyonce, your boat's not going to capsize. So just mm, beautiful. Just a beautiful share. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And don't be afraid to stand your ground, even in the midst of what you don't understand. And I'm grateful that there were those who knew enough to knew to pray during that situation. But I will tell you, in the midst of that, they asked me to walk out my boss and my friend at that time, and I refused. So you got to stand your ground. When you know what's right is right and what wrong is wrong, call a thing a thing. Stand your ground and trust God. And, and no matter what that outcome is, it's going to always be the best because he's He's in that boat with you, and he has promised we're going to get to whatever that other side is. Anyone else? Amen. Well, then, thank you all so much again. I look forward to being on next week. <clears throat> and if we all would, amen, our hearts and minds, Lord, bow our heads. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for your presence. I thank you for this shift in our faith. And, Lord, as we're concluding this series, Lord God, on illogical, radical faith, Lord God, that, Father, we don't have faith in faith, but our faith continues in you. And as you shift, that as you move, we will continue, Lord God, to discern and follow you wherever you go. And, Lord, no storm no thing, no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. We are grateful that not only are you in our boat, but the truth of the matter is we're in your boat. <laughs> you, Lord God, everything. And, God, we thank you that we place everything we are in ownership to you. Lord, lead us, guide us, Lord God, make us. Take us, Lord God, wherever you desire us to go, Lord God, for your glory. Lord, allow us, Lord God, not to be religious, but, Lord God, allow us to continue to be relational, to be able to put your word into practice, Lord God, to be able to practice it amongst diverse, Lord God, and adverse situations that we recall it, Lord God, that we don't allow the problem to overshadow the problem. God, I thank you for every person that shared, every person who was not able to share, but, Lord God, heart is bubbling over. Whatever the case might be, God, we glorify you on this day. And, God, we will be so careful to give your name all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. And so, your darling, Matthew, we pray. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Everyone have a beautiful day. God bless you. Friday night live. Friday night live, six o'clock, same number.
Um, and it's right. The title is right now. Which is, Blessings on your day.